My name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Tatiana Gordienko. Tati is a Ukrainian pole dancer living in Paris, France. She is into arts and entertainment. She created her own pole dance style, and she's working at one of the best schools in the world in Paris called Poland Dance. Tati has been pole dancing for 12 years, and before that, she was studying art and rhythmic gymnastics. She won many competitions. She won her very first award in 2013, and she participated in pole dance sports and pole art events and took many times second and third place in different world pole dance competitions. Her goal now is developing the forms and lines and artistic performance. Tati, how are you today? Hi, it's my pleasure to uh, communicate. I'm fine. Thank you for inviting me for your amazing project. You're welcome. I'm honored, lucky, privileged, and very curious about you as a person to know the woman behind the art and to know a bit more. If your friends could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Oh, well, it's a tough question. Uh, I'm uh, stubborn. I have this, you know, athletic mind. So I, I can fight uh, till the end with the pole. <laughs> yeah, so maybe they will be, uh, they will describe me as a stubborn and sincere person. And uh, also I'm very, very emotional. And uh, this helps me to develop my style and uh, uh, show more art on the stage. Yeah, so I, I managed to transfer emotions into the movement the way audience can understand. Thank you. I have so many questions, but I love your comment about being stubborn. I feel and believe nowadays there are many women who struggle with their confidence, who maybe fear the judgment of others or failing, and so they don't go out of their comfort zone. How can they develop more of the stubbornness that you have? What belief or perspective do you have that makes you be stubborn in a good way and not giving up easily or thinking what will other people think when it comes to your goals and persistence? I think there are uh, many components of creating your self-confidence. One of them is to have uh, actually a goal or a name. And uh, if you have a goal, then you will go for it no matter what uh, does everybody say. Yeah. And the second one, uh, uh, the second, uh, uh, you know, mean to develop the confidence uh, is to create a special routine 
for you, uh, which you will follow even if uh, the world will collapse. So routine, uh, which uh, consists, a uh, routine consisted uh, of uh, your sleeping schedule, eating habits, uh, and, uh, you know, sport habits, and uh, things you do daily uh, to cherish yourself and uh, to achieve your goals. So for me, the most important part is to have a goal, actually, and uh, to create a special routine and a special schedule for you to follow. I agree 100%. And when it comes to that special schedule, it's so important that some people argue it is what allowed the United Kingdom and the British Empire to conquer a large part of the world because of the tea ceremony that in any country in the world they will do in the same way. So they will not feel so homesick or feel like there is chaos. So it works and it's very important. And you mentioned about being emotional and that allows you to find the forms and the lines when you're being artistic with your movements. I want to know, how does that happen within you? Is it, for example, some people have this ear when they hear someone in their language who is speaking incorrectly and they can like feel it in their body that that is not the correct way to do grammar and uh, pronunciation or anything and they try to help the people or the children how to learn and get that feeling so or is it different is it when you move in the way that you're expressing your emotions you feel right and other ways don't feel in the same way or how does your emotionality allow you to express and to find new movements and lines that are artistic from your own perspective well actually to be able to transfer something with the move not to have you know the bare move but uh, to put, put a meaning inside the move uh you have to work a lot with your body uh you have to understand the movement patterns you have to uh, research your body you have to research the movements and you have to learn actually a lot about the movement and uh, on the second hand you should be pretty strong to be able to handle the movement and only after these discoveries you can try to transfer something with your movements and right now because i have a great background like uh, i'm 12 years on the pole and uh, i'm i've been into dancing and uh, body exploration let's say this this way uh, for my life. So at this moment in my life, I can explore, I can uh, improvise, I can put the music and try to transfer uh, the emotion with my hands, uh, with my feet, uh, uh, with some uh, uh, high amplitudes or low amplitudes. Uh, I can uh, put more trends into the movements or be more liquid. I can experiment. So this experimenting creates new shapes. That is great. I love what you're speaking about. And I'm curious, is this an expression of your Ukrainian culture? Is it something different or unique about Ukrainian people that put into you this desire for, of course, freedom, but as well as 
exploration, trying new things, pushing your boundaries and being strong in a way that allows you to be expressive? Or is this more something that you have within you and that is born into you? So you're born different. Well, I think neither of this. Uh, I think uh, it came to me as a result of my development and uh, as a result of uh, communicating with uh, other uh, other performers, uh, other artists. And uh, sometimes we improvise together. Right now I'm working on a project with uh, uh, another famous dancer and uh, we, are, we have started this project just by improvising and looking at each other and finding what we have uh, common and what we have different and how we can use it uh, to create uh, the idea of the connection. Um, and actually, it's really fascinating because it, it is kind of an experiment. We are going to explore uh, and uh, transfer uh, how hard is uh, to build a connection between two people. So we are trying to use two poles and uh, uh, we are trying to build a connection with each other uh, with the means of movement. Yeah, so um, I don't think it can be like inherited or, of course, uh, you should have a talent, but uh, it's not uh, 100% talent. It's like uh, maybe 20% of your success and expression. Uh, on the second hand, you should develop. You should develop your skills. Uh, you should develop your attitudes. You should learn from other people. And when you're are learning from other people and when you are seeing their styles and when you are seeing their attitudes and how they perform uh like you get something you get get the insights i'm not saying about copying of course but like you find you can find other way to express you can see more than uh like when you're alone and uh well i think uh the artistic part, the emotional part, the ability to transfer something with the movement uh, is a result of communication and development. I love this. It's absolutely fantastic the way you're thinking about this and approaching it. And it makes me curious because some people believe or think that after so many years doing a specific sport or a specific art, it becomes somehow of a repetitive thing where you lose the passion, but you're finding it in this way by exploring new things. How did this idea come to you? And what would be your advice to other athletes who may be, for example, uh, in other sports, they dreamt of becoming, becoming a champion in something and they achieved it. And then they think, well, now life is boring. I already achieved my aim. What else can I do in order to find this artistic expression and exploration within their own art and sports? Well, it's a hard self-work, I think, because many people actually don't need art. You know, you cannot become an artist if you don't have this, uh, you know, uh, passion about art. It's not something you can do technically. Yes, sports can be done technically, but... Uh, yeah, and the, uh, sportsmen have a great body uh, to put into art, but uh, it's not everything. You should add uh, uh, 
passion component you should be feel uh, you should feel comfortably with the audience and uh, like you you should really want this to happen so it's a long way to become an artist actually and uh, you really need uh, to want it deeply in your soul so if uh, the person came to kind of a plateau situation when he thinks that he has achieved everything like I think he should uh, do some self-work and exploration with his psychology and think what he wants to do next. And maybe he doesn't want to do the arts. Maybe he does. Nobody knows. But the person should decide this individually by himself. So I don't think I can give an advance. You know, the universe is uh, so spacious and uh, it gives a lot of opportunities when it sees that you really need it. So you should ask yourself whether you want to continue or not, whether you want to put your uh, your strength, your your labor into art or no. And you should feel it. Thank you. And I have another question I'm curious about since you are someone who pushes yourself beyond limits, etc., I feel a lot of people, they stop way, way short from their real limit because they're afraid. But at the same time, if you push yourself too much, you might risk injury. How do you find the balance or how do you know whether you're fighting with the pull in the right way to discover new potential within you or if you're doing it recklessly and risking injury? And is it necessary to risk injury in order to find new potential or not? Or what is your approach to this? Uh, Actually, uh, my um, journey of movement exploration had uh, ups and downs and uh, I had different situations. Um, I had uh, many injuries. Uh, One time my armpit ripped off like skin away uh, and uh, I could see some things like close to muscles uh, because I, I, I over practiced. Uh, also, I had the injury in my knee and uh, I have a, I had an injury in my shoulder and uh, they healed uh, for a long time. Uh, but, um, you know, I never stopped. And uh, uh, even though doctors said uh, to me that uh, I wouldn't be able to lift anything more than five kilos, uh, they were lying. It's obviously not true. And uh, like uh, in three years, I, I could uh, lift myself up the way I did earlier, even better. But if you meet with the injury, and the, my injuries were like stupid mistakes. Yeah, so I did stupid mistakes. I wasn't uh, 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 good uh, with my body. And uh, because of these stupid mistakes and overthinking, I got the injuries. Now, but you know, even if you get the injury, you shouldn't stop, but you should train wisely. Yeah, because a reckless approach can even can only get the situation worse. Uh, you should put your brain into your body. You should rehabilitate. Uh, you should do more conditioning, uh, more uh, exercises with elastic bands, with uh, kettlebells. A lot of things. There are a lot of things that uh, actually can help you to recover from the injury and to operate even better than it was before the injury. We are living in the 21st century. But 
in this situation, you should put your brain into your training. You should put your brain uh, into your movements. Like you should uh, be conscious about what you are doing, which muscle is working, how you do this or that move. Yeah, of course, if you will uh, like jump on the pole and try to do the craziest uh, things you can ever imagine, yeah, you will be injured. But step by step, you can achieve enormous goals even, even if you got the injury before. Everything is possible, actually. You just have to think. I agree 100% with you, Tati. And now, as a Ukrainian, of course, it's important for you to share and me to ask you the question about the unfortunate situation, the war, the invasion. On February 24th, how did you experience that day? How did your family experience it? What did you think? Did you believe it, not believe it? What did you do since that time? And did it change you as a person? to hear that news and know what's happening in Ukraine? Uh, well, actually, I, I have found my stability in Ukraine before the war. So I was very disappointed and I didn't want to leave, but I didn't have a chance. Uh, but, you know, on the other hand, the universe has opened for me new opportunities. So I think I'm in the best place I could ever be right now. And I'm really sad about Ukraine. Uh, I'm really sad because it, it went back uh, in its development to the previous century. And uh, I'm not sure if I will be able to come back. Uh, because uh, my job is not required there anymore. Uh, they have struggles and uh, uh, artists, artists are, are not needed there right now. I, like they need construction workers and good economists, finances and uh, warriors, and uh, I don't suit right now into that into that picture. Yeah, but yeah, I'm really sad. I'm really sad because I wanted to stay there at that point of my life. Uh, like I found my place there. Yeah, but yeah, I, I had to leave, and I don't know whether I will come back. It's a great part of my heart. Uh, my heart is torn apart with events which happened there. People were dying and uh, the uh, city uh, I've spent my, my childhood in uh, uh, like is devastated. It doesn't look the way it looked before. And I'm so sorry for that. But yeah, I'm, I'm just sad. Yeah, but life goes on. Life goes on. Let's see what will happen next. Uh, I made a lot, a big trip, a big trip from uh, Ukraine to the place where I'm now, to Paris. I left by my car. Just one day on the second or third day of war, I decided that I have to leave. I have to save my life. So I put uh, everything I could into my car, like not too many things, some books, some clothes. And uh, that's what, what all what I had. And uh, I just traveled uh, like to the border with Poland with my car. Uh, the trip took me uh, because uh, my native city is Kharkov and uh, it is uh, quite far from Poland. Uh, my trip took me a couple of days. Uh, I was on the road and then I entered Poland and uh, I started a new life here. 
Well, I wish you all the success in your new life there. I wish you glory as well as the ability to express yourself, to explore your art. And just to finish, how is the pole dance community? Because I interviewed another pole dancer before who said the community is very welcoming, is very accepting, is very supportive. But for her, while she's not in France, she's in a different part of the world. I'm not saying say bad things about your friends, of course not. But to people who are not part of the pole dance, what can you share about the community, the attitudes that people have and how they relate to each other? Our pole community is one of the strongest community communities in the world, I should say. And uh, if there was no pole community, I wouldn't be here in uh, Paris, in France, because I was invited here uh, by one uh, of the greatest uh, French uh, pole dancers, Lo Lawrence Hilsom. And uh, I was invited here because of my personal style and because of my performances and competitions. She knew me from the pole community, from the uh, pole competitions. Uh, that's why I'm here. And uh, we are here like sisters. We have uh, a girl from Netherlands working here, a girl from Spain. Um, so like uh, get people gathered from all over the world to promote the art. Uh, and uh, we are very supportive. We feel like we are <laughs> like Paul's sisters. Uh, Paul community is one of the greatest. It's it's very welcoming and uh, being a part of it, being on top uh, among Paul dancers is, uh, I'm honored to be here. Thank you, Tati, for participating in this podcast, for sharing your voice, your perspective as an artist. I encourage your success. I'm very happy to have had you here and thank you for participating. Oh, thank you. My pleasure to share my thoughts with you.